Hello and welcome. We are in Yerushalmi, Brachos, Daf, Chaf, and we are following the Ozvahadar print. So it's actually Daf Yud Gimel or so in the Vilna print if you're using that from the 1900s. Um, I'm going to do three Ha'aras today. First is going to be historical and very relevant. I've promised you a long time, uh, and, and this is an ongoing discussion about how do you follow the Bavli versus the Yerushalmi, and um, then we're going to have two Ha'aras on the page. Very interesting. Um, and one of them will be a little bit off the page as well for, for a moment. Um, okay, so basically, if there's a machlokas between the Bavli, which came, which was written hundreds of years after the Yerushalmi, 200 years or so after, who do you follow? Um, the Yerushalmi was written before. So the Yad Malachi, um, in Chalik Bey's Kali um, Shnei Talmidim, number uh, Dalit. So he says from the base Yosef and the Bach, uh, probably based on Rashi and Tosis Lachora, um, that you follow the Bavli. The Bavli wins. And the Makar for this is uh, the base Yosef, but also the Rif. In Erevin, obviously, quoting a Rishon, um, the Rif um, says in Erevin, Daf, Lamed Hay, Amad Beis, that basically we, we Paskin like the, the Bavli. And he, and, and he says that the reason is because the Bavli authors came later and they knew the opinions of the Yerushalmi, they were familiar with it. Um, and the Knesset, Gedola, Yad Malachi, Stei Hamed, Kaliaposkin, they all bring this down. That basically that's the Psalm. And that's a general principle that. Um, if the Bavli contradicts the Yerushalmi explicitly, we generally follow the Bavli. There are many exceptions to this, but but that's the thing. And, and generally, mo- many many of the halachas that we follow the Bavli, like for example, Tanis Bacharos, where it's Iker Chasar uh, Sefer, where it's not it's not talked about in the in, in the Shas uh, Bavli. Um, that's a, that's usually we'll follow the Yerushalmi, and usually you'll find people that say that they're Ramazim to it in the Yerushalmi, in, in the Bavli. But again, it's very clear that the uh, people that uh, that the uh, the ones who um, set up the Bavli, we're certainly familiar with Yerushalmi. Um, some of the Pshatim that they explain based on the riff and just in general is that the Yerushalmi was written during a great time of upheaval, which on the one hand promotes Torah learning, as we know historically, but at the same time, the Gemara itself in uh, Bavli and Sanhedrin says that um, when there's Gullus, so people forget their Torah, and they, it says that the Talmudim weren't Mishamish to Rebbein properly, but it also says that a lot of the cause for that was the upheaval and that was even in Babylonian times later. But Yushami itself was written great, during great um, upheaval, and therefore the yeshivas were bottled, and they eventually moved to Babel <coughs> in order to stay safe. Um, and so, therefore, the Yushami is not as um, is not as um, refined and not as accurate. But there's another part, which is that the uh, Talmud Bavli was written over hundreds of years and had a lot of refinement, including the Rabbanon Salvarai, who were the um, ones that came after the um, Ravina Ravashi, uh, sealed the the, the Bavli, so um, and the Gaonim and their Talmidim all studied it significantly. So it's had a lot of refinement, and you'll find in the Rishonim, especially the the family of the Ramban, it's Talmud the Rashba, it's Talmud the, the Ritva and the Ra. You'll find a lot of times they'll say that this this line of the Gemara is from the Savaroi, and that's where they're getting it from. Sefer Achinuch, um, which was probably the Ra. I know you could yell at me for that also, but probably um, Rav Aaron Hakohen, the Rishon, a, a contemporary of the Ritva. Um, t- t- probably a Talmud of the Rashba. So he writes in his introduction that the Bavli was more aruch umavor. It's l- it's lengthier and more expla- explanatory uh, than Yerushalmi, and that's why we pass like it. There is a famous Das Yachid Shita of Rabbi Lazar Kalir who says that everything follows Yerushalmi. Um, there is a lot of discussion about what exactly is meant. Um, take a look in Tosis and Chagiga, Yud Gimel Medalev, Dermaskel, Viragli, Ayin Sham. Okay. Let's come back to our page itself. There's a lot to say about other Rishonim and other opinions, and hopefully we'll we'll, we'll we'll get to them as well. Okay, so I just want to point out a Das Yachid that you probably would find shocking if you saw it, although 
um, there, there are discussions of this. So at the end of Daf Chafam Beis in the, in the Oswater print, it says that Rav Yanai um, would not put on tefillin for three days uh, since after he was sick. Obviously, we're talking about um, a, a certain severity of sickness, but this is a very interesting thing. Um, so when someone's sick to the point where they can't concentrate and keep a goof nucky, obviously they're, pus- they're, they're putts are from tefillin. But a lot of times we think about, oh, you know, how could you not put tefillin on? But the answer is that um, they had such good concentration, um, and and he felt that his um, mental faculties were not um, were not in place for him to be able to wear tefillin. And this is actually brought down lahalacha by the Mordechai. Um, the Haredim quotes it on the page, but it's brought down in the, in the, in the Mordechai, um, and also the Beis Yosef in Arachayim, Lamed Ches. So I've got an olive talks about it, and you can see the dark emotion there as well. So again, not poskening, but it's just an interesting idea that we often don't think about. You know, obviously we know that somebody is not able to put on tefillin because they're incapacitated, then they're potter. But this seems to be saying that there was even a madriga of him needing three days to kind of calm down and make sure it's there. The Rav Yochanan Medzaka is quoted that he always wore tefillin. Maybe that's arguing and saying, like, a person should put it on no matter what. Again, obviously there are levels where the Kuliyama, even Rav Yochanan Medzaka, agrees that if somebody's sick, they're not going to put it on. But maybe he wasn't as strict. But again, we know that uh, tefillin need gufnaki, a clean body, and clean mind as well. So um, it's just an interesting shita that, you know, is, is good, to, good to be aware of, hopefully not relevant for anybody. But just kind of surprising when you see it. There's another interesting aura. Uh, there is a very, very famous Gemara that um, when a person passes away, if Torah is quoted in his name, so his, uh, we know this expression in the Gemara, that his um, mouth, sipsos of dovos bekeber. Um, so the Gemara here has different quotes, and I'll quote them, and there's an interesting thing. Levi Bar Nazira says, I'm not sure what where his, he got his name from, Nazira, Kola Omer Shmuel Mishem Omra, if you quote something, Sifsosav rochashos imo bekever. The lips of the one who said it move in the grave. Matam pasuk says dovev sifse yeshenim. Okay, so um, we'll talk about this in one second. And then Rav Hanina Bar Papa and Rav Simon they have a machlokas. One of them says um, that when you when you quote someone who passed away, kadin the shasi kunditon. It's like someone who drank kunditon, which is wine flavored with honey and pepper. Sounds pretty interesting. I guess it was popular back then. I know people are going to tell me there's wines like that now. And the other one says, It's like you drank aged wine, um, even though you you drank it and it's not in your mouth and you swallowed it, but you still taste it. So what's this machokis? Is it is it wine that has um, kundito and it has honey and pepper, or is it, is it aged wine? So what's the shot? So I want to pull out the Agatha Selyo that I mentioned many times, beautiful safer, uh, written in the 1700s. And he talks about a lot of Agatha, many, many Agatha. And if you're ever stuck on something and you really want to get a better understanding, you could take a look. And before I explain his shot, I want to just go on a quick tangent. Remember that Gemara earlier where um, where, the, where the Mishnah said, Amar Lahen Rebbe Elazar Ben Azariah, I'm like 70 years old. And I pointed out this Lahen problem. Why does it say Lahen? In our, in our Mishnah, it's in the Bible, it doesn't say Lahen. And then the Gemara says that even though he uh, went to Gedula, he still had a long life. And I pointed out the famous Kasha that many of the Mepharshim ask on the page that uh, was he 18 or was he not? The, the Yerushalmi seems to be learning that he was actually 70. He was actually 70. And the other opinion, the other, the Bavli seems to be holding that he was, we pointed out, was really maybe 17, whatever. But the point is, he actually was younger. But you see Mepharshim, it says um, in the Gemara that, that um, he, he was Marach Yaman. So what's the shot? So I said different shot him. So he says a beautiful shot. 
he says, no, both the Bobby and Rishami agree that he was a child. He was young, and that's the story. And the Bobby agrees with the story. And he said it when he was young. But if he said the words, he was a tzaddik. So Hashem was Mekayim his word. So he had to live that long, too. So meaning, in the time when he said it, he actually was only 17 or 18. But since he said it, he had to have a long life. So that's what the Gemara is saying, that you see that he got a long life, even though um, even though Rabbana sometimes is Mekats or Yamov. Ayin Sham. Very interesting art. Anyway, so over here he asks, what's the pshat? So I want to just zoom out for one second. Meaning, he's bothered. What does that mean that someone's lips speak in their in a cover? Who cares? What difference does it make? So he brings down from many of the Farshim that when a person passes away, so they are no longer on this world. They can't do mitzvahs. The Gemara in Bavli and Sota says that when Moshe daven to Hashem, that he wanted to go to Eretz period. what he wants to eat. No, he wanted to do mitzvahs. That, that's the greatest thing that a person longs for. Everybody knows the famous story of the Grah. He picked up his sitzes before he passed away and cried. He said for pennies or you know, for a small amount of money. Nowadays, a person can fulfill mitzvahs, but the place that I'm going, you know, a person can't fulfill them anymore. That's the tragedy of, of losing life that a, when a person's not here. So, so Sosov Dovos Bekever means that his chus carries on, that, that normally someone longs for their, to go back into their body so they can do mitzvahs. Here, we actually give them a fulfillment of that. That now, even though he's not here, but we actually bring him back it's, it's as if he's here. And what, what, so why is it his mouth say his body? No. The pshat is, like we mentioned with Rishim Barakai earlier, that the whole purpose of life, the Gemara in Sanhedrin says it explicitly, the whole purpose of life while we're here is for Torah. So that's the source of Dovus Bekever, that he could fulfill his life through Torah, which is the way of, of connecting deeper to Hashem and bringing out his influence in this world. I just want to quote, it's a very famous pshat, that um, c- coming back to what's this, is it Kunditon, the flavored wine with the honey, or is it the aged wine? Which one is it? So the carbonate Eda, which we have to talk about, in Shkalem says it's Pshat, because Gemara has the same Lushan over there, but so 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 Rokhoshos Bekever. He says a very fascinating distinction. He says, according to the opinion that it means that it's compared to Kunditon, which is a sweet wine, um, which is superior and spiced. So he says, in order for a Talmud Chacham, in order for a scholar to merit this reward that his, that his mouth's talks, even though he's no longer here, he has to have both scholarship to be a Talmud Chacham and also great midos. That's a kunditum, that it, that it smells good and it tastes good. It's a delicious wine. The other opinion says, no, it doesn't matter. As long as it's aged wine, it has wisdom to it. Even if he had bad midos, we still, he still gets this reward. It's a fascinating idea to think about that someone who was a tremendous scholar, but yet, according to the first opinion, uh, he wasn't sweet, he wasn't kind, he doesn't get that, that merit that his, that his Torah carries on and, and builds. I'm not sure exactly what that means because um, even if someone had bad mitos, his Torah still, his Torah still, um, you know, would elevate him in Shemayim. But I guess there's some madriga here of Sosos of Dovos Bekever or Rochashos Bekever. By the way, that Lashon needs to be explained of Dovos or Rochashos, which means whispering or moving. Um, but anyway, thank you for joining me. And I hope that your journey in the Rishami is going well. And I hope you find these um, ideas inspirational. Have a great day.